Welcome to Security in Color, your soon-to-be favorite podcast. Let's jump into today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Security in Color. Okay, now, that last song was difficult to mix with Cardi B, but I could not not put Lil' Kim in the intro for Women's History Month. Like, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I was asking Twitter. I was asking myself. I was asking the universe. And I was like, yo, how am I going to fit Lil' Kim in this mix? I had a mix that I wanted to put together. And the universe and Twitter was telling me, do it. So I did it. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed the remix. I tried to, you know, put some of my favorite Black women artists. And, you know, as I was coming up with the mix, it just, you know, Lil' Kim just kept coming back up. Like, there's no way I I couldn't put her, like... And I couldn't even put the song that I wanted because, you know, I'm trying to be family friendly. But just know that Kimberly Denise is that girl. Okay, just letting you know she is that girl. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it because I certainly did putting it together at least. Well, we are well into March right now, (laughs) which means we're in the throw of Women's History Month. This past Monday was International Women's Day, and I hope you celebrated the women in your life, and I hope you cash-shopped them some lunch money, okay? Like, I hope you gave them some money so we can get some lunch, because, you know, it's it's hard out here for us. Like, you know, we had a day of celebration. (laughs) Anyway, how have y'all been? Y'all doing all right? We made it to Friday. By the way, are you subscribed to the Security in Color newsletter? I know you're subscribed to this podcast if you're listening. And if not, like, what you waiting for? (laughs) But also, I send out a newsletter on Fridays to my audience members with a ton of free cybersecurity resources. So to go sign up, go to the website, www.securityandcolor.com. It's on the main page right now, splash page as we're under construction. So you can just go ahead and sign up for the newsletter, or you can find it in the show notes. All right, now that we're all checked in, we got our music jumping, we are good to go for today's episode. Let me tell you what's been in the news lately. So for today's episode, we're covering the fact that Microsoft is in the middle of yet another espionage breach. They just cannot catch a break lately. Airlines have been the target of major breaches lately. Tesla, Cloudflare, and a bunch of other companies were hacked because of this Silicon Valley startup and why you should be updating your Chrome browser ASAP. Let's jump into today's episode. Microsoft has had just a string of bad luck lately as they are yet again in the spotlight for a series of vulnerabilities that allowed China to hack into its mail and calendar server program and spy on American targets. 
In a pretty rare move, CISA, which stands for the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, issued an emergency warning that demanded the entire U.S. government take steps to protect its cybersecurity. And the reason was because a vulnerability in Microsoft's email exchange server allowed hackers to gain a foothold onto their networks and stay there, which means that they were persistent. They had until last Friday to download the latest software to fix this vulnerability. Now, Microsoft identified that these Chinese hackers not only were trying to spy on the government, but were also able to successfully spy on a wide range of American targets, such as disease researchers, law firms, and defense contractors. Now, though a fix was released and the government was demanded to update by last Friday, that same level of demand doesn't work for commercial businesses who can't update that quickly, which means there are thousands of companies left exposed to potential hacks. And we all know by now, hackers waste no time jumping onto a target that's left wild in the open. Currently, there are five different hacker groups all now actively scouring the internet looking for vulnerable companies to exploit. Now, it's unclear how many victims have been attacked, and unfortunately, it looks like that victim list is just going to continue to grow. Recently, an IT and communications vendor that worked for 90% of the world's airlines has been breached, exposing the passenger data of potentially millions of people. CETA, a service provider that operates the systems for processing airline passenger data, stated that they were compromised in a highly sophisticated supply chain attack. Now, if you've been keeping up with this podcast or any cyber news channel, then you know that supply chain attacks have been on the rise recently. This type of attack involves a hacker targeting a less secure organization in order to get to and steal from the big guys. Now, while CETA is a vendor that only processes airline data, they are part of a bigger supply chain as they provide IT services to the bigger airlines, such as Malaysian Air, Singapore Airlines, and Lufthansa, just to name a few. Now, the full scope of how many users that have been affected hasn't been published yet due to the fact that the vendor has to first alert each individual airline to the breach, and then, you know, that airline has to go ahead and depending on what country they live in, they have certain protocols of who they have to file to, how long they have to file to, how long they have until they can notify users. So honestly, it'll be quite some time until everyone understands how they're affected. Now, details about the attack vector, meaning how the hackers got in, are not clear either, which honestly raises some concerns when you don't know how someone got into your network. So you don't know if they'll come back, if they can't come back, if you have no idea how they got in in the first place. But this is just the latest reminder about the fact that airlines have now become a major target for hackers. Airline security has become a big topic these days and supply chain attacks are part of that conversation. Hackers know that big airlines like Delta, United, and others have a pretty robust security defense system, right? No one's just going to walk up in Delta and think that they can just breach them or they're definitely not going to try to attack Delta because, right, it would just be too much energy and effort for them unless this was like a more highly sophisticated attack, you know, like some kind of state-sponsored backed 
actors maybe would target target excuse me the bigger actors because they just they have the time the energy and the resources to do so but for hackers who are just looking for how to get in you know maybe not such a targeted attack so to speak you know they're not going to try to get the big dogs because they just know hey let me go ahead and attack a smaller vendor right and figure out can i work my way up the chain up the supply chain so if companies are not carefully vetting each and every vendor they work with, from the IT service providers to who's installing your light bulbs, major security issues will continue to pop up. Now, I've definitely been part of teams where we've had to figure out third-party management, um, security management, or vendor management. That stuff can be difficult. Like, <laughs> I'm never going to sit here and tell you, like, oh, it's easy. You need to go do that. Never. I'm never going to say that. But if you're a person, a security professional or aspiring security professional, and you're wondering what's part of cybersecurity, right? And for a business, what should I, where should my concerns lie? Supply chain attacks, third-party attacks are definitely should be at the top of your list because attackers are banking on the fact that you're probably a major company that, that does business with hundreds, if not thousands, especially if you're these major corporations, right? You can't take care of everything. You sometimes have hundreds of third-party vendors that you work with for a variety of different services. And if you're not thoroughly vetting, and it's not just the initial vetting, right? Because I think that sometimes is the issue. You initially vet out a company for the first time just to make sure they're okay, like we'll just say year one, but you don't consistently do that for year two and year three. And you don't know what can happen in year two and year three where security protocols might be relaxed, you know, there are circumstances that I've seen where, you know, contractors are just trying to get the major contract, especially if there's a big company. So they'll have all the bells and whistles available for you for year one in order to get the contract. But then they might not have that same energy the year after. And that leaves your business open to all kinds of risk and vulnerabilities and to potentially be breached in a supply chain attack just like this. So this is a really, really great time for not just the airline industry. This specifically segment was for airline industry, but supply chain attacks, if I'm not mistaken, have been pretty consistent throughout this year as we've been talking on the podcast. So not only the airline industry, every industry needs to go back and reevaluate not only their security perimeter, but also their third-party vendors. In an attack that has affected major companies in Silicon Valley, such as Tesla and Cloudflare, in an attack that has affected major companies in Silicon Valley, such as Tesla and Cloudflare, hackers are claiming to have breached a third-party company in order to gain unauthorized access to the live feeds of 150,000 security cameras. In doing so, they were able to see in Tesla car fleets, in hospitals, in law enforcement departments, schools, and even prisons. Now, the hackers were able to even provide real footage from these cameras to Bloomberg News in order to verify their claims so that way you don't think they were a hoax. Now, the company who was hacked is a startup called Bricada, and they manage web-based security camera networks for customers and had claimed to be a more secure and scalable alternative to an on-premise video surveillance solution. 
Well, we now know that the lie detector has said that's not true. Last episode of the podcast, I covered a segment in which a potential ethical hacker had gotten into the cameras in multiple daycare centers over in the United Kingdom. And this segment is just another reminder of the privacy and security violations that can occur if video surveillance footage is not secured properly. Now, while cloud solutions such as this one or this cloud vendor does provide um, a really great alternative, the issues that arise that usually comes from the misconfigurations of these services in the cloud, especially when it comes to third parties. And what I hate sometimes is, you know, as as we're having this big cloud transformation and this big cloud boom, when you hear things like this, I can see how we could just make it seem like the cloud is just not safe and secure. But similar to your home, similar to anything you're trying to protect, right? Your car, anything that has a value, any place that you're putting something of value, right? Your home, you're trying to put, you you put all of your personal belongings and everything in your home, right? So you need to secure your home. Same thing with the cloud. If you're putting your sensitive data in the cloud, you want to make sure that is secure. And if you're going to be a company who's going to say, hey, like we're the most secure thing out there, you might want to check to make sure that you can back up those claims. So in our last segment, again, we talked about supply chain attacks that were happening with the airline industry. And again, this is just another example. These attackers didn't go for Tesla. They didn't go for Cloudflare. They went for a smaller company. They went for a company in the supply chain of these companies, right? So if I'm a Tesla, if I'm a hospital, if I'm a prison, and I'm outsourcing how my where my video um, surveillance footage is going, or who's managing that, or who's installing that in the first place, you got to make sure that these that these vendors are being vetted, right? You got to make sure that you understand where your data is lying, where, how are these things being secured? And it just seems like businesses, and there was a report that I actually just read where it was asking, at least it, it was a US-based report, and it was asking um, employer employees, excuse me, not employers, it was asking employees, like us who are working for companies, like how secure do you feel like your company is? Like when the pandemic started, like do you feel like you were given the tools, not only the tools and resources to be secure, but how do you feel like your company handled security during the pandemic? And a large majority, I, I wanna say it was over 60%, was saying they do not feel like their company did a good job, right? And if they're not gonna doing a good job at securing their employees, their own workers, the people who literally got all the access to their stuff. What do you think they're doing for their third-party outsource people, right? Now, again, <laughs> I, I, it's easy to, I, I, I say all of this stuff for information, informative purposes, right? To like provide you information about where things are lacking. But I have a unique perspective because I'm I'm on both sides, right? I'm a person who's had to secure and I understand the complexities that security call is in the first place with the re- with the red tape that sometimes you got to go through with the manual processes. Like I get how hard it is, but I'm also on the other side as a consumer, as an employee, as a person whose data (laughs) is in so many different places. 
I personally want to make sure that these companies are taking things seriously. So I would also want my businesses to make sure, you know, that they're taking things seriously. So again, I understand the complexities, but again, this is just one, another reminder for security professionals who are wondering what's on the radar right now. Like what, what is a big cybersecurity trend that I should be looking out for, um, you know, doing more research into, and as I'm perhaps on a security team, what should I be um, putting on my bosses or whoever's radar? Supply chain attacks is definitely one of those. In a recent report that tracked the average time for users to patch their browsers, data has been released that states a vast majority of Google Chrome users take close to a month to install a new patch. And that means that users are left open to attacks for 30 days before they install a potentially critical browser update. Now, with new zero-day attacks, meaning an attack to which, you know, the vendor either doesn't know or possibly doesn't have a fix for, being targeted more at Chrome browser users, it can pose a potentially dangerous risk when the average user is bypassing security updates. In addition, back in January of 2020, Microsoft started basing their browser, which which is, they call it Edge, Microsoft Edge. Um, They started basing their browser on Chromium, which is an open source software that Google Chrome is built on. Therefore, you now have a large percentage of users that are relying on a browser software, but I should say browser framework, that is actively being targeted and they're not updating. So if you are a Chrome browser or even an Edge browser, whatever browser you use, (laughs) this is your wake-up call to make sure you are updating as soon as possible. Now, I know we've talked before about like phone updates, right? So if you're, for example, an iPhone user, because, you know, team iPhone out here, but if you're an iPhone user, for example, and you're like, hey you know, an update comes in and you're like, I'm in the middle of doom scrolling right now. Or like, I'm just in the middle of doing something. You could be playing a game and you're like, I'll update it later. And then that later turns into a week. And then a week turns into two weeks. And that two weeks turns into two months, right? Like don't go so long without updating all of your devices, please, I beg. Now, if you're not sure about whether or not an update is being sent to your browser, especially if you're using Google Chrome, right? My Google Chrome users out there in the top right-hand corner. So if you usually sign into Google Chrome, maybe you're not signed in, but in the top right-hand corner next to these three dots, I forgot what the dots are called, but next to the three dots, whenever an update comes, you'll see an update kind of sign and then it will be color coordinated. Now, If it's green, that means a patch was recently released and, you know, you got some time to go ahead and go update it. You should update it right away, but it was just released, so you're good. Now, if it's yellow, that means some time has passed. And if it's red, girl, that means you let too much time pass. You need to go ahead and update that thing, okay? Now, if you're worried about losing your tabs, don't worry. Chrome is really, really good. Saving your place. So when you restart it, you know, all your browsers are your tabs, especially if you're a person who has like a thousand tabs open. I know so many people who have thousands of tabs open and I've been one of those people before, but now I just, I can't, I can't stand the look of it, like of having so many tabs open. But if you are one of those people who have like a thousand tabs, I get it. You, you worked hard to open them tabs. Like you worked, you worked hard to organize those tabs. You don't want to lose it. I get it. Chrome will save it for you. I promise. (laughs) I promise it is okay to 
close your computer. It is okay to, excuse me, close your Chrome browser. Any computer, restart that computer too. I know it's been some time since you restarted that computer. It's okay. You can restart it. I promise it'll be there. All your stuff will be there too. <laughs> Just go ahead and update it. Um, or if not, check your history, then, you know, you can find your tabs again. Or maybe you just need a refresh, right? You just need a restart. You probably don't even know what's on those tabs. You don't even need it no more. Like, just go ahead and do it. <laughs> but it's always better to update and lose your place than to not update and lose your data. I should, like, make that a model. Like, <laughs> I should update and lose your place, not update and lose your data. Which one you want? We don't want the latter. I mean, we don't want the former. I mean, with the latter. I know what I was talking about. I said, I said it right in the first place. That's a little blooper that I keep in. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. I hope to see you next time. Bye.